Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 358. Do you have in your mind a number that you think that you will live to? An age that you think, oh yeah, I think I'll last about that long. I think most of us will have some conceived or preconceived idea as to how, how long we think we will live and where does that come from? Let's take a moment and have a think. Where does that notion of, yeah, I think I'll live till 70, 90, 100, where does that come from? Well, I would say that you're heavily influenced by what has happened by your environment around you, what's happened in your family's history, what's your, what are your genetics like? Um, and that really determines that number that you come up with within your own head. So, uh, for instance, in my case, I know if you've been listening ever since day one, that you would, uh, you would know the answer uh, to this. Uh, but uh, my, my mum passed away when she was 66. Dad was 70, 78 uh, when he passed away. 77, hang on. I oh, was 77, 78. Now his or dad's parents and mum's parents live till somewhere between, I think, 82 through to about 92, 91, 92, something like that. So my direct heritage has lived somewhere between 66 to 92. So that would make you think that, well, yeah, I'm going to fall somewhere in there. Uh, you know that I look after myself. I'm pretty healthy. So maybe it's closer to 92. Now, a number of years ago, I did one of these online, how long will you live for type of uh, tests which was uh, a lot of questions, like we're talking like over 100 questions, very detailed, um, just, you know, you just had to select the items, but it was, it was very detailed questioning. And it suggested that I was going to live till 94. And you think, okay, well, you know, based on my genetics, the way that I look after myself, then that's conceivable. But don't you think that we limit our our beliefs to what it is that we have been surrounded by. So you would think, oh yeah, look, there's no one in my family that's lived to 100, so yeah, I'm gonna be way gone by then. Well, I was watching this uh, thing on YouTube yesterday, which uh, said that there are people being born right now in you know, the year 2019, that will live until they are 180. And you're like, wow, 180. But that's actually happening now. There are people being born now that will live to 180. Now, how is that going to happen? Well, obviously it's not going to happen by virtue of, you know, super, super genetics that these people are being born with. It's are going to be the advancements in uh, medicine and so forth that are going to enable somebody to live that long. And you think, wow, imagine that. If you lived, 
I don't know, the average age for a man, I think, is like mid-70s or something. So over twice that, like you, you're going to live maybe an extra 100 years on where you think you'll be. Like, think of the implications of that. Uh, first thing I think about is, wow, think of how much I will get done in that time. Um, or how much I could get done in that time. Uh, you think about you know the greatest minds that we've had on Earth. Imagine if they if they lived significantly longer, an extra hundred years. Like imagine if Albert Einstein was still around right now, and he's uh, what he would bring to the world. Thomas Edison, or uh, somebody like Stephen Hawking, and he didn't have all the incapacities that he did have from his motor neuron disease, and that was resolved in him. Imagine what these people would do. Steve Jobs, um, what he'd be doing now if he was uh, still alive. Um, so it, it really got me thinking on a couple of different avenues. It's like, well, what are they going to do? And I guess it is conceivable that within you know, the next hundred years that they could replace your brain or they could replace your whole spinal cord, or they could basically download your, your brain and your mindsets and all that kind of stuff into another being uh, so that you could keep on living. Um, because you could say, well, our, our organs, our cells and everything degenerate. You know, they're not going to live that long. Well, I guess we're talking about um, such advancements in medicines so that you, I don't know, you take a pill and it automatically regenerates, you know, tissue or, or whatever and enables you to, uh, to live uh, more healthily. You know, the, maybe sporting injuries will be a thing of the past because you just take a pill or take an injection and bang, it magically uh, uh, fixes everything that's wrong with you. Um, uh, who knows? But I, I guess that I then think about. So who who is funding uh, these people? You know, if all of a sudden you've got people living for an extra hundred years, and they want to retire, say, still at sixty, uh, it's like something somehow has got to pay for uh, how these people are going to live. And so maybe the retirement age goes from 65 to 130, <laughs> maybe. It goes from something like that. So you've got to keep working because you're more able-bodied and, and so forth. And you think, okay, well, if that's the case, then what happens? Well, okay, our, po our planet is going to become massively overpopulated, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't say overpopulated. We've got plenty of space, but... Uh, massively more populated than it is now. We've got 7 billion people. Imagine that 7 billion people. Uh, no one really died as such because they're living for uh, so much longer. And then, um, you know, it's not for another, I don't know, say 100 years that you're then going to start to get people that, you know, in big tranches are dying off. Um, uh, because everybody is just staying alive till till that age. Um, the I think about the 
uh, you know, the, the volume of food that is required and you know our current farming for meat and everything I mean there's we'll run out of space to farm have enough farmland to uh, farm all the, uh, the the meat that is required but having said that they'll probably come up with some artificial way of creating those uh, you know artificial meats and and so forth uh, by that that time as well and maybe people just consuming pills and stuff rather than nutritional food uh, but then I think about also the uh, the impact on mental health uh, it's like man, man so many people have issues with their mental health now in just surviving another you know 10 15 20 years to where they think will be the end of their life and you know now that they're you know retired as such and they're relaxing and all that kind of thing and uh you know they're kicking back uh, imagine if they couldn't do that for 100 years i said sorry new retirement age is 120 you got to keep working sunshine um, imagine being stuck in the same uh the same dead old boring job keeping in mind that like 70 to 80 percent of people hate their jobs uh, imagine being stuck in that for a hundred years. How long have you been working here? A hundred years. Holy crap. Um, so I, I don't know what the impact there will be apart from, wow, that's going to be a massive strain. Um, and I guess people are looking for that fountain of youth, aren't they? They're, they're looking for that magic pill that, you know, all the movies that have been made out of finding the, the chalice, the cup that Jesus drank from so that they can sip from it and gain eternal life. The Raiders of the oh, Lost Ark, that's not one of them. What's, um, well, it is one of them, but that's not the one. I can't, uh, The Last Crusade or something like that. Um, there's so many other movies that have been created like that. Um... But yes, uh, people are looking for, for that outcome without necessarily thinking about what are all the, the consequences of that. I, d I don't know why uh, people are, are searching to make somebody uh, you know, live till, uh, till they're 180, but by the same token, we live in a, a world right now where people die somewhere between typically 70 to 90 in that that kind of age group and uh, you know when people I just had a client uh, just last week actually his grandfather passed away I think he said he was 93 um, something like that and you say oh you know that's been a that's been a pretty good innings for uh, for somebody to be able to uh, live that long um, but I guess we are we are heavily influenced by what has happened in the past and it's nothing to say that well our new normal will be 110 120 130 180 it's like it's hard for us to comprehend that right now but when it's done people will then say well if that person can do it then i can do it too i want to live for that long and then you see what that what life looks like because we we imagine that you know, I don't know, say life in your 90s, 100s, 
uh, is, uh, you know, it's painful, it's slow, it looks weak, it doesn't look vibrant or energized, it's in an aged care facility. I mean, who wants to live like that for a hundred years? I mean, that's a, a depressing, um, like seeing dad in the home for, you know, two years was depressing. It's a horrible environment when you're incapacitated and just waiting to pass away, essentially. Nobody wants to live like that, but maybe it wouldn't be like that. Certainly, if you're going to go to 180, you don't want to be just kept alive. Just have your brain alive, but your body's dead. I mean, nobody wants that. Uh, so I guess I will not be around to see it. But let's see what the what the future brings. It's, uh, it certainly gets you thinking, doesn't it? Uh, the, the world of artificial intelligence is something that we are only just really becoming to get our heads around, to get, to get a grip on. Uh, but it, it's the fastest growing area of next generational, um, you know, technology. Uh, but it will grow at a phenomenal rate. Uh, you think about, uh, say back in the 90s, it was the, uh, the IT boom, the website boom, the online boom. And you, know, you look at the one before, before that and then before that and, uh, you know, back to the, you know, where we went from medieval right through to industrialization and all that kind of stuff and the decades that pass for these things to happen. And now you, you're getting things that happen much more quickly in bigger waves, bigger impacts, and like the IT boom, it went, it went kaboom. And uh, everybody was jumping on these IT companies and then it, it just went belly up because they couldn't, um, they couldn't all sustain what was going on. And uh, I guess the artificial intelligence is the next big one. And you'll be surprised at how much is already going on in that space. And if you think, oh, well, you're not impacted by it, well, if you're listening to this through your phone and you've got a little person in there called Alexa or Siri, then you're already being influenced by it. And uh, I have a, an iPhone at the moment, so I use Siri um, and I can't wait for the Google Assistant uh, or some other alternative to come along that can help me uh, better uh, serve my clients. And that's through doing simple things from, uh, you know, like bookings and um, confirmations and very customer follow-up and that kind of stuff. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I've mentioned this once before, but if you jump on YouTube and just search Google Assistant Hairdresser, uh, something like that, and you will know what I'm talking about. Just watch that little video on you. It'll just completely blow your mind. Uh, I just can't wait for us to get to that level because it's got such an amazing, amazing potential. And that's just skimming the surface of what artificial intelligence can do. Obviously, you've got those people out there that are building the humanoid robots and, and so forth that will... Um, you know, there's already a fully 
automated kitchens and so forth where you go to uh, you, you can go to a restaurant I don't know where they are but you can I don't know whether there's any in Australia but you can go to a restaurant and a robot will basically prepare the whole meal in front of you uh, now I think that must be behind glass or something there's got to be some safety things in place so that the you don't want a robot wielding knives and stuff around at you but um, but there are also uh, robots that are performing surgery and, and so forth on people as well which can do it more accurately than a human can because it takes out the human element uh, from it now you can say well that's good and bad um, but the point is that there are things in our world right now and I mean just take your car for instance how much technology is in your car uh, but we tend to think of artificial intelligence as in like iRobot, oh, which I think was on TV last night, actually. Um, we think of it in that context. And we'll get to that stage. We'll, we'll get to that stage where we do have, um, you know, the humanoid robots in our general population are serving us. Um, and I guess there will be maybe parts of those that are causing us to live till we're 180. Uh, I guess the more that we go down some of these paths, you think, wow, you can just see so many different implications of, okay, let's just say that, you know, people are being replaced with machines and, and so forth uh, back in the industrial age and people lost their jobs and, um, you know, things got made faster and, and so forth. And, uh, I guess people then retrained, went on to do other things. And I guess this will have to be the same thing. I mean, just imagine that there's, say, big corporations and they replace all their employees with humanoid robots. Then what happens to all those employees? Some of these organisations organise hundreds of thousands of, of people. And then also, what happens with them? Uh, so maybe they get retrained to do two other things. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, you just think, wow, what does that look like? What does that actually look like? Uh, all in this world of somewhere where we can't imagine, but it wasn't that long ago that uh, in my lifetime, when the first, oh geez, when the magpie just dropped down straight in front of me, um, when the first mobile phones came, well, there were no mobile phones when I was born. I was at home and I can still remember mum sitting, sitting there uh, in the kitchen with their feet up on the bench and it was one of the curly phone, like Curly's um, handset, you know, the wire to the handset uh, phone. It was a wall-mounted phone and it was a, a dial one that you had to put your finger in the, the hole and twist the, the round dial around like a clock to get to the number in order to dial it. Uh, it was before push-button phones existed. Then they had the push-button phone, then they had the cordless phone and then um, they introduced the mobile phones and you know m my very first mobile phone it was not color it was like blue and gray i think the text color it was a nokia and uh, you couldn't send text messages believe it or not you could not send text messages and then came the year where you could send text messages um but they used to charge you like 20 cents a text message something like that and then came a time where you could, you could start to send photos. 
um, but that was a lot extra and you certainly couldn't do videos I mean there was no cameras in your phone and uh, now look at what we're doing we're, we're streaming things live from our phone the lens in the in the phone is better than uh, you know a lot of professional cameras and you know just how, how much things have changed and that's just in gee I got my first mobile phone in 2001 so in tw 19 years 18 years look how much things have changed it's incredible it's incredible what happens with the technology so who knows imagine how many 365s I get up to if I live to 180 wow that's a lot <laughs> that's a few books in there too all right that's me out for today go see how long you're going to live for see you tomorrow